Take it away, Chad. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, Beard Hops Podcast. Um, are we running the intro first or am I introducing first? Introducing first. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to uh, our live stream episode of Beard Hops Podcast. Tonight, we'll be talking with Ryan from Beer by the Numbers, also YouTube channel. And we'll get into that and introduce Ryan right after the intro. Hey, pass me a beer. Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. Hey, who wants to play drink the beer? Right here. <laughs> you win. All right, what do I win? Another beer. Just have a cup of coffee. Bear it is. Coffee? Beer. I kill for a beer. <gasps> Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. All right, well, welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well tonight. I'm ready to have a beer. It's been a long week, so let's get into it. I'm yes, excited. <laughs> it's Midweek, and it's been a long week. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I am at my uh, my home studio in uh, northwest suburbs of Milwaukee. Adam and Jakey are on the north side of Chicago, and Ryan is in the Minneapolis area tonight. So, Yeah, that's right. We're trying to get rid of our snow, finally. You guys still have snow on the ground? Oh, you betcha. You betcha. We've got we got about there's, there's oh, three feet in February, so we're still melting it off. <laughs> there's a Minnesota. You betcha. Yeah, you betcha. That's a Wisconsin-Minnesota thing. Oh, yep. <laughs> Getting ready for the six-week summer, or, or how many do you get up there? What's that? How much? How long is summer for you? Uh, what do you consider summer? You know, <laughs> are we talking sixty degrees? Maybe four or five months. We'll see. <laughs> like sixty-five, seventy plus. Like, do you get four, four, four and a half months? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, all our snow is melted, which which kind of surprising, but we had well, quite a bit. But it's gone. We're getting a lot. Of, it's like raining out there now. Yeah, but I'm you, surprised you came across the street. You know, you live in Illinois when you're hair. when you're happy with 45 and rain. You're like, oh yeah, this is great. Please <laughs> <laughs> more. I'll take it. All right. All right. Well, before we uh, before we get into grilling Ryan on our on the show tonight, let's go around the room here and uh, see what everybody is drinking. I'll I'll start. I'm having a Bell's uh, year and a half aged Third Coast Old Ale barley wine. This was uh, it's a ten yeah, point year and a half aged year and a half aged. Mister, yeah, it's uh, was bottled on 9-11-2017, so it is a year and a half old. It's a ten point two percent ABV beer. Uh, I like that their bottle says it's shelf life unlimited. So I mean, I literally could have just let this sit for years, but you know, it was calling my name today. So that's what I'm having tonight. And yeah. uh, who wants to go next? Ryan, what what you doing, Ryan? What you got? All right, tonight I have the uh, Cake Drinker by Fair State Brewing Co-op. Um, mm -hmm. It's brewed for exclusively for a liquor store in Edina, Minnesota, which is one of the rich suburbs up here. So they have a classic pun on the old cake cake eater. They've got uh, Cake Drinker here. So it's a milkshake IPA. What do we got in here? Citra hops, coconut, vanilla, that sort of thing. And actually. Milkshake IPAs are uh, something I've been trying to learn to love. So I've been I've been trying to drink more of them so yeah. I so I can get into them. I had a good one before. What's, what's your ABV there, Ryan? Uh, let's see if it should say on here somewhere. Uh, just a giant slice of cake across most of the can. So you know, 
I know you do. Oh, here it is. Really tiny, 6.8. And I just popped it and just hit me with coconut and vanilla. So mm. <laughs> we're going to pour this out. Mm. Coconut. Yeah, that looks good. Adam, what do you got tonight there, buddy? I am drinking, what's this thing called? Uh, insufficient clearance from Sketchbook Brewing in uh, Chicago. Um, hazy, hazy IPA. That's what I got. And I paid $3 and uh, 20 Five cents. <laughs> Still has a sticker on it, eh? I got the sticker on it. Oh, you got the green sticker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Jake, you have a good one tonight. I I almost had one. I was thinking about doing that, but... I Well, I was going to ask you if you felt like... Because um, I didn't know if we were out of the show. I got a 2019. Uh, since Chad read everything on the front, maybe I'll read all of this. Highly acclaimed. <laughs> KBS flavored stout. Is good for everything. A flavored stout. What's it say? I can't even read that word. Don't. All right. Good job, Jake. Thanks All for right. I just killed it. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> review. Yeah. Professional show here. Let's go. <laughs> hey, listen. I can talk. I can't read. We don't. We don't require him to know anything. That's why. Well, I like there's, there's a reason I'm not a beer reviewer. So. Watch videos. I don't have to read anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're all sufficiently um, getting ready to be boozed up here. Uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yes, definitely. Let's go. Drink it up. Mm. All right. Well, All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Ryan, who are you? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm just a self-proclaimed beer nerd. I'm a numbers guy. I, li- I work in Excel all day. And I just, I love drinking beer on the, on the nights and weekends. So, you know, really, I, I'm just a a guy who was absolutely fascinated um, by the world of craft beer after I got bit by the bug uh, five, six years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I came here on YouTube. I was trying to look to see, you know, what the commu- beer community was uh, doing here on YouTube. Some great podcasts out there, obviously. Um, great beer reviewers. But, you know, I just I didn't have the palate for it. Um, I'm a little bit too much of a local vor to have a uh, a, a beer channel that really grows and thrives here on YouTube. I'm not out chasing the big national brands. I'm really just drinking a lot of local stuff from Minnesota, Wisconsin. Um, so I didn't really feel like reviews were for me. So instead, I just started reading and and reading and reading about beer, everything I could get. You know, it's a it's a great great thing, a three thousand year history. Um, you know, great culture and community built around beer, and I just wanted to you know, make, make kind of a video record of my exploration of, uh, of beer in general. And, you know, any, any weird numbers or stats I could find too, were always, always welcome for my brain. So yeah, I guess that's about it. I knew you were a numbers guy just from watching your videos. It's pretty easy to tell you're a numbers guy. Um, and obviously the title, um, and you're obviously a research guy, right? I mean, these, these videos, you're not just like, Ooh, I have an idea. Let's go record that. It's got, you, you've got to take time. Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, you know, I uh, spent a, quite a bit of time researching these uh, these videos, um, mostly online. actually bought a few books, though. I've, I'm developing quite a nice little beer library. Um, but, you know, I, I have to say one of probably my craziest research effort um, was a video I did kind of over the winter break between Christmas and New Year's. I just sat around and I went through all like 10, 15% of the beer channels I was subscribed to. And I just went back through a year's worth of reviews that they did and tried to look up a price 
for like uh, like twenty five hundred beers, yeah. and and I sat there literally just with a spreadsheet on one screen and like Google on the other, uh, like Total Wine website, you know, just whatever big national store I could get, just trying just grinding hours of just googling various beer names and put logging them into this spreadsheet it was it, it was wow. way too much effort for that video i'll tell you that right now so maybe remember, maybe i'm a bit of a masochist and enjoy the research too much <laughs> i remember the video specifically because obviously we do beer on here and i was trying to see what everybody's spending on because i haven't haven't even began to calculate what i've spent on it so um well, but I, I was thinking the whole time like how much time does this take him? It's like, that's insane. I think that I tried to track it because I knew it was going to be crazy. Because I because I actually wanted to know how much time I was going to. Oh no! 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 Chad, you're there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I was going to say. We just uh, and Ryan, we can see your frozen face, and if you can hear us. <laughs> I guess give us a second. See if you can get logged back in. Yeah. So if you guys haven't checked out Beer by the Numbers, his his uh, YouTube, it's really interesting. Um, he's got just a ton of information. Uh, one of the other, one of the ones I really like uh, was the what was it the Dark Side of Craft Beer? That was a good one. That's one I have actually in the queue here to talk about tonight because okay. I. So. I, w- I watched that one today. Oh, did you? Yeah, I watched that one a while ago. Um, do we have him back? Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it started snowing. We weren't yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, I haven't looked out the window here. Maybe it has. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were just saying, um, oh, I was saying one of my favorite ones more recently that you that you've done was the uh, dark side of craft beer. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I, just, I watched that one today. I love that one because it's one that I think is something that's a, needed to be said, um, especially with the whole, you know, Bud Light, Miller Light thing when that hit in the, the Super Bowl. It kind of heightened it. Yeah, you know, I, I it was weird because I kind of noticed it around that time um, was, you know, just looking at all the this beer, social media, that sort of thing. Um, just just saw nothing but a lot of uh, a lot of kind of, you know, lowbrow insults being exchanged back and forth between the two between the two crowds. And it, it really just it doesn't get us anywhere. You know, you know, you. You watch the news every day. I don't try to be political at all on my channel, but you you do see how divided everybody is. And it just feels like why does beer have to be another thing that divides us, you know? Like I don't I don't see why that has to be the case. So I I, I did get a chance when you were uh sort of cat category categorized documenting all of these prices. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what, what was what was your idea behind that? What was the goal? I didn't, I didn't watch when you set out to do that what were you trying to assess so uh, the the idea for the episode was I was trying to kind of wrap my head around like all right you know I've I work in Excel in an office all day make pretty decent money um, and you know looking around YouTube you know it it's pretty clear that you know, a lot of the craft beer community is supported by kind of middle, upper middle class people who are into the really quality products, that sort of thing. 
And so what I kind of set out to to figure out was like, all right, say you want to be a hardcore beer nerd like me. Say you want to be a, a heavy craft beer drinker. What kind of financial investment is that? Are there any insights uh, that we can kind of gather from from kind of calculating up and acknowledging it? Um, does it tell us anything about the accessibility of the community or things like that? And that I got into it a little bit at the end of the video, but it's definitely some uh, that kind of goal and point was is something I'm still mulling around in my head. I want to I want to treat it very respectfully. Um, so. I definitely want to continue kind of down that path and take a look at um, accessibility in, in craft beer um, in the future. But I was trying to just kind of get a baseline of like, all right, how much does my hobby cost of, uh, you know, I like I said, I'm not a very good beer reviewer. I don't have a great palate. I don't chase big national brands. But, you know, most of the beer channels out there are reviewer homebrew content. So I wanted to figure out, all right, what is what what does it cost to be somebody like me, you know? That was, mm. that was my goal. Yeah, as so we had, had picked some some different uh, beer tubers, as I call them, and mm -hmm. went through the yeah, the beers that they reviewed, and mm -hmm. then got the cost of those beers just to and see what what would, what would it cost you to have a a, a beer channel <laughs> and drink those beers. Well, I I would think that some of those channels, as they grow in popularity, they'll start getting uh, beers sent to them by people that want to be reviewed. Sometimes, um, but. Oh, yeah. For the the you know just the general you know discussion of well what if forget if I have a channel what if I'm just a consumer in this space um, I will say personally at uh, somewhere at the start of 2019 and in 2018 2019 uh, the wife and I one night had a conversation about <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, yeah. conversation <laughs> and we tried to say well how much did you spend in just 2018 um, I was like well what are we counting are we counting beers I brought home does this include beers, <laughs> beers I purchased I at uh, you know location on site um so anyways i let the wife come to a number and then i said yeah let's go with that is she watching right now i hope not because <laughs> i started doing the math and i, I was like the holy shit i spent a lot of money on this yeah i'm i'm lucky in the fact that my wife loves craft beer as much as i do so when we go to the beer store i can't take all the blame for buying it <laughs> it's her picking that stuff out too so it's, it's pretty easy for me to go we're buying this. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah. now do you have multiple stories that you're working on like at the same time? And like when one's ready, it's ready, and when others are you're just kind of continuing to collect until you feel like it's it's something that's ready to be sort of thrown together and pushed out? Yeah, some of them some of them are like that. Some of them require a little more kind of time and thought. Um here, I'll give you guys an inside scoop. So next up is uh history of malt liquor, which is very Ooh. fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of sector of the beer industry. And yes, I am going to call it a beer. I'm sorry. It's a, <laughs> you won't it is, but it's fine. I, yeah. I know. But some, some people get really touchy when you try to malt or lump in beer and malt liquor together. They, they for some reason, think they should be separate for whatever reason. Malt liquor review on this. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, but as I'm editing that video, I'm writing another one on you know, whether or not breweries contribute to the trend of gentrification in the U.S., which I think is a really fascinating wow. topic. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, that is that I, you know, I'm not done with all the research yet. So I'm, I'm not, I don't quite have my kind of opinion or thesis fully formed, but you know, it, it's, it's been, that one has been really cool to research. And then, you know, you can just, and I'm sure you guys do this too, but you know, you can just look at where breweries are and kind of just, 
sit around for four or five years, watch the neighborhoods transform. Um, and it's, it's not like it's all a brewery's fault. Nobody, nobody just uh, moves into an area because a brewery's there, but they're kind of like the canaries in the coal mine. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not the cause of the danger, but you know, if, if, uh, if a brewery's moving into your neighborhood, you can expect that uh, a lot of the other forces, out, economic forces out there that cause gentrification are probably on their way. Huh. Interesting. I, I mean, I can think of when you, when you articulate that, I can certainly picture some examples where that's, that story makes sense, but I did not anticipate, you know, I, I certainly didn't think about that. I mean, I'd be pretty excited if we had a, a brewery even closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> Within walking distance, that would be so dangerous. But I love what you've done here, you know, because you're right. You're you're not a beer reviewer, but I I think you've carved out a nice spot for yourself and doing something, you know, in some sense, you're a a beer historian, um, but then you're also kind of like a beer investigator or sleuth, maybe. Um, Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do more of that lately. A lot of my earlier videos were repackaging a lot of stats, you know, things like that as I kind of, well, I didn't know my way up to a creative vision, but now, yeah, I'm definitely enjoyed that video. I, I didn't know those things or um, for many reasons. I enjoyed the history of using sex to sell beer. That was a more recent one. Um, I mean, I, you know, just looking at stuff you did in the last few months since Adam told me about you, it's been sort of a combination of either history or you're kind of investigating something. Yeah, that's uh, that's been really cool. Um, you know, it's whatever, whatever topic catches my interest for, two or three weeks uh, you know i probably the the main issue is i probably just spend way too much time thinking about beer that, that's the main thing <laughs> I, sh- I just need to drink more and think less that's probably probably my issue <laughs> now I've, I've bounced all over your channel i don't i i haven't paid attention to how often you put something out what what's your frequency oh my goodness so for about a year and a half i was every week or at least bi-weekly which was quite the schedule to keep everything was right around that 10 minute mark. Um, and it was, it was, it was kind of a, a crazy pace, but you know, I'm getting, uh, getting married in about a month here. Huh. I'm going to be moving. So, you know, life, life's catching up with me a little bit. And the other thing is, is, is I've, I've really tried to be a little bit more investigative, really tried to, to find data of my own to contribute to the beer space um, and that and that sort of thing and that take that's a longer process and requires you know longer videos to kind of explain everything you know the history of sex to sell beer is so long and and <laughs> i could really only cover like the modern advertising era of like post 1810 things like that so like uh, you know you you could go back even earlier to uh, how they did it in europe alewives things like that that you know you can go way back and that that's what's really cool about beer for me is just there's there's this whole human history that's connected to the beverage that i really just love exploring and how how tied it is into our human history and the rise of civilization and just when you yeah when you beer history history and then beer history together just it's completely fascinating to me i've, I've read several books on beer history and it's a uh, it is a very interesting thing. So are you spending, you mentioned two to three weeks. Is that what you think about two to three weeks you spend on each one of these videos? Yeah. Lately that's, that's kind of been my, my goal. If I, if I can handle it. Yeah. 
<laughs> if I can handle it. Is now does the uh, fiance future wife is she into beer or is she just like what what are you doing? Why are you? Oh, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> she's probably she's got more um adventurous tastes than I do, probably. Me, I'm like a I'm like a like I said, I'm trying to learn to love milkshake IPAs, but normally it's like IPAs, pale ales, and then old old world styles. So, you know, English stouts, not crazy barrel-aged American stuff. Um, Barley wines. You know, pale, pale ales, saisons, Belgian, love Belgian beer. And then probably one of my favorite styles, and I'm looking forward to this coming out soon, are when all the Kolsch's come back. Yeah. That is a good time of year. Jed. You're speaking my summertime language. <laughs> Jed loves Kolsch's. I love Kolsch's. out and it's just, Chad's just all Kolsch. Kolsch, Kolsch, Kolsch. Love them. So I really enjoyed the last video you posted. I believe this was the last video, the 27 strangest beers ever brewed. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, was the one from, I believe, Evil Twin that had money and pizza? Is that uh, is that big-ass money? Big-ass money stout, yeah. Because we Do you know that there's pizza and money in that? No, it was one. They collaborated with some Norwegian brewery because they they put like frozen pizzas and actual Ooh. Norwegian banknotes. Yeah. And the thing is, you must not, Maybe it is the big ass money stout, but you I must not be able to use. They must have not been able to use U.S. dollars. Um, it's probably illegal to do that. So <laughs> probably is. I, I would imagine yeah. they had to yeah. find a brewery to collaborate. So you're telling me the big ass money stout actually used pizza, and well, I, I don't think you named which one it was, but big ass money stout has pizza on it, and it's called. Yeah, big it's got pizza on the can. Oh, there's one in the fridge. You want to grab it? Yeah, yeah. So they were they were trying to capture the the spirit of their their college eating so they were you know frozen pizzas and always always uh trying to find some some money for beer so i think it's gotta be turned it into a beer well and you hit one of our favorite breweries in there uh a gentleman we were lucky to interview uh from three sheeps uh grant they use something with ink uh, Squid like, ink, yeah, ink. yeah. I was like, I didn't even know about oh, I, that. I haven't watched this video yet. I'm gonna have to go watch it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then I haven't watched this one. You talk about like the history of beer. They talk at one point. They're finding like, uh, I think this was a video, Ryan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they found some beer that had like from a pirate ship, like 200 uh, years old, and they drank. Oh that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they went ahead and they wanted to. It's, it didn't taste good, but they were gonna extract really? it and try to build a formula off of it. Yeah. Um, but dear gosh, some of the some of the beers on there. There's like I think there's one from Iceland that's got like a goat head and whale balls in it. And, <laughs> and yeah, one. Iceland Iceland's got some weird food, and they do have a they have a very experimental beer scene from what I've heard. Um, and and, they, no and the cool thing about that is that um, Iceland usually does these kind of beer trades with other state brewing guilds, where they'll send this container sh- like shipping container just full of kegs and taps on the side. And they'll haul it across the ocean to like somewhere on the east coast or something, and they'll have a they'll have like a big beer release party where they just try all these Icelandic beers, and then the local brewers all fill up, you know, the the beers from their state and ship it back to Iceland, and then they have another festival. So, you know, they've they've got a really cool beer scene over there, even though they try to put their weird local ass food in there. I don't I don't know. So I I did I just quickly googled big ass money stout. Is it actually brewed with pizza? Yeah, in Norwegian. Yeah, and it says yeah, it is. Uh, they're really into pizza. Uh, 
Yeah. What's it called? Frozen ham pizza is what they have. It's added to the boil. And, pineapple and then pizza, money said, is yeah. added after the fermentation. Kind of like how you dry hop. Really? <laughs> so I am fascinated though, by this, crazy. this uh, freighter of beer. I'm thinking, gentlemen, we have a new opportunity in front of us. What would you... The four Straight to Chicago, come? right? No. I'm thinking we, oh, no. we buy a boat <laughs> and we become easy. beer pirates. I want to <laughs> commandeer that ship. And uh, Chad, Captain Chad. Chad's already got a boat. Already got a boat. I got a nice big boat. We got, we got the big Let's boat little thingy. the fleet. Um, but then there could was, you, hold on, hold on. Could you imagine us going down the, going down? We have whatever, a tugboat, right? With the, <laughs> with the big red, his big boat, and then the little tugboat. Right little behind. mini tugboat. Can't even keep um, up with big red. I will pull the tugboat with the big boat, but I can't go very fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So the the last beer, and I really do recommend anybody out there that's just, I mean, the uh, the last episode, it's it's funny, um, but there's some history in there too. The last one I'll mention, and there's a whole I, I could talk about I could talk about all twenty seven of those and, and, and your last one, Ryan. But there we go. There was one, um uh, I think it was pan no, was it panda or maybe it was elephant poop. Oh yeah. So they you know, so in Indonesia oh, they, right now. <laughs> in Indonesia they have um these these little jungle cats i think they're called civets and they say some of the best coffee is uh, oh, the yeah. ones where the the civets eat it and then they poop oh, it out but yeah. i had never heard that people do the same thing with thai elephants and yes. apparently they decided to just put that in a beer too um, you know one of the one of the interesting things i mentioned at the end of that 27 weird beer videos i take about a minute to just kind of talk about the fact that the definition of what is a weird beer has uh -huh. changed so much in five years. Like, if you look at like internet lists from like 2012, they're like, oh, this key lime pie flavored beer is really strange. Or this <laughs> one's based on sticky toffee pudding. And it's like, no, that, no, no. <laughs> that is like old news now. You know what Probably I mean? Try a beer with 300 scorpions grinded up in it. Yep. Um, all right, I'll say one more. There was a funny one. I don't remember Ryan what the concert was, but there's a huge concert, and you know when you host a big event like that, there's a lot of cleanup to do. I mean, there's trash, but um, one thing that there's a lot of cleanup of is all, all of the uh, the piss. You know, people are getting drunk and they're <laughs> filling up porta potties, so they used like thirty thousand gallons of piss oh, to uh, irrigate a field, and then the following year, I, I, I mean, they what was it? hops or something I mean, uh yeah they grew the barley with the that. barley yeah and are you talking about bud light <laughs> no, no <laughs> there's a good joke in there you do make a great joke about piss beer but uh <laughs> and then they resold the same beer made from the the field that had been covered in the piss to the next con the, when they had the concert again the following year so piss wasn't in the beer but it was just irrigated the beer yeah, but you know how much cow manure is on your food you have uh, now? Listen, I mean, come on. Listen, it's just funny. I'm not saying that I'm not saying I wanted to drink it. I just think it's great. And even <laughs> on the bottle, there's like a picture of like drink, pee, make new beer, drink, pee, make new beer. I mean, it's just it's the, it's the circle of beer. Well, that well, that's a really cool topic too, and and one I have to do more research on, but is it's the it's the water consumption of the beer industry and how that's gonna change given you know, yeah. global, right. global water supply, increased demand for just clean drinking water as opposed to actual beer. So, you know, actually it's, it's kind of cool that they, they took the, the piss from a festival and used it as part of the irrigation. That's, that's water recycling for us, you know? 
Yeah. Well, there was, and that was, I mean, there was some great ideas on some of those beers, like using, you know, bread that wasn't going to get, uh, you know, leftover bread. How much of that piss at that concert would not have passed a drug test? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. <laughs> it must be one of those new marijuana beers. <laughs> marijuana oh, beers right here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I was just cracking up the whole time. I was actually watching that episode on my uh, train ride to work and I was just laughing. Good stuff. <laughs> Chad, you got anything? You're so quiet tonight. No, I'm. It's it's. I'm interested in the whole conversation. It's hard to. Uh, I don't want to like interrupt and break in. All right now. I, now's my chance. Well, I was going to say, let's take a quick break and see what everybody thinks of the beers they're drinking. Oh, we're doing, mine's almost gone. We're going to have to break into a second one. I think, I think I need another beer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. Ryan, how's that milkshake IPA treating you? You know, you know it's pretty good. Um, you know, where I always kind of go wrong with these, is I'm, I always think to my, you know, I could usually uh, come up with a logical reason why, a, uh, maybe not with those strange beers that I did, but, you know, I can usually come up with a logical reason why a style exists either somebody was trying to avoid a certain tax during a time period usually that happened a lot in the uk um (laughs) over which is a reason a lot of english beer styles got invented in the first place but you know i don't know what possessed somebody who was to think you know what i want is a hoppy milkshake (laughs) you know i just i never got that one um but you know what i could tell that this one is more IPA than milkshake. So, you know, it's kind of treating me right in that way. Uh, definitely get the big citra hops on the front and, and the vanilla and the coconut kind of play a secondary role. And it's not like overly or coyingly sweet either. So I, I enjoy the balance of, uh, of this one for sure. I've had some decent milkshake IPAs. There's, there's two of them. Uh, there's two, there's a pineapple milkshake, milkshake IPA and a mango milkshake IPA from Badger State Brewing up in Green Bay. Uh, those uh, they just if it's done right i think it's a it's a delicious refreshing style um and i've had a couple that are just well i can't say they're done wrong they're probably done how the brewer wanted them to be done but there's some pretty decent variants in that style what what always it confuses me too is uh you know milkshakes are great with like soft squishy fruits strawberry banana pineapple and then and then the brewers are like nah i want to fill it with citra hops i want to use like grapefruit <laughs> oranges just things that just i don't know I, i'm trying to i'm trying to figure it out that's that's, that's something I, I don't understand this style and i, I just want to know more just drink more <laughs> now it, it did come to mind when you mentioned europe i think there was we don't talk about it yet but and the future video maybe is what's the impact of brexit going to be mm. on the European. Yeah, that's a that's a great one too. Um you know, it it's so tough because there essentially is no well constructed plan for Brexit, <laughs> which makes it a well, little frustrating to do a video, you know, know what I mean? There's no plan. They don't know what's going on. No. no. I have to deal with that at work. It makes Last it I saw there what they agreed to delay till June if the Europe yeah. accepts it. Oh, yeah, and only if whatever. It's yeah, I know it's it's a mess. Uh, it was they, hard enough to do a video on aluminum tariffs when that was a thing two years ago. Uh, come on, come on. Is that when you did down. your Trump video where you're like, is Trump? Yep, uh, yeah. That that one had the little bit of a clickbaity thumbnail. I'm I'm not afraid to admit <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> is Trump turning our frogs gay? Another <laughs> clip, and I heard Trump, and I had to put it in there. Um, oh, that's awesome. What do you think of your your burr? Uh, 
you know, don't, don't give your full review. It's uh, it's good. It's good. I think it's probably priced a little high, but um, it's got yeah. some 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 coffee. Is some the chocolate. ABV lower this year? Twelve point two. So no, it's not. I think it's about the same. About the same. Um, oh, they backed off. What the heck? It's um, I thought it had more coffee this year than previous. Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially as it warms, it, it's got a lot of coffee to it. Yeah, I, I, I would, um, you know, compared to previous years, I, I wouldn't mind a little more booziness. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. That boozy well, flavor. It's, it's a little less of that this year. A little more coffee forward. ABVs are coming. We talked about this with Grant Bolly from yep. Three Sheeps. The, the ABVs on on yeah. yearly releases are coming down. We've heard it. We've heard it from several breweries and brew people that that's the way of lower ABVs. Right? Can you do a story where you? <laughs> petition for higher abvs I will, <laughs> I will oh see the problem is i'm i'm a session guy that's a, yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the issue i'll pay i'm saying you don't have to I'll pay oh, okay <laughs> okay you don't have to be an honest journalist they'll pay you come yeah. on <laughs> um, i am very distraught by this recent trend i i i wanted to go the other way oh well, speaking uh, of other way. cool other recent trends uh speaking of that speaking of session beers how about na beer that's making a big comeback uh, in so the I, local beer scene i haven't had a craft na beer yet i've not seen one i haven't either but i'm not going to <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely try it uh but oh my, nah. yeah i've seen a couple around here there and then what they do is they figure out how to um one brewery apparently and this is what they tell me and i'm not entirely sure of the science behind it yet so take it with a grain of salt but apparently they found a way to you know brew an na beer and then take a lot of the alcohol out or brew and then put that kind of alcohol into a into a malt seltzer something like that so then they have a hard hard seltzer too yeah so i'm not you know i gotta i gotta talk to the i need to interview them is what i need to do but that's that's what the bartender told me so i'm not entirely uh, sure yeah i don't know if i take that for 100 percent truth. I, I have a hard i have trouble Please getting my head sense. wrapped around this Thank you. can somebody give me even if you don't even if it's not your perspective what what is the state of mind that i'm going out there thinking i want in a beer well there are a lot of people who like the flavor of beer they don't like the effects of beer or the alcohol so I'm, I gotta say I have a I have a couple of uh, Muslim friends, so yeah. they want to uh, you know that that attracts a totally new marketplace. You know, yeah. there's people that have bad reactions to to alcohol. Alcohol doesn't you know whatever affects their system. But you're having like the the most minimal tasting or at least complexity. Of well, beer. who knows though? If maybe a craft one tastes. I mean, better. I guess their palates. Well, maybe. Damn. I don't know. I I just feel like if I'm not enjoying all the benefits, I'm, I might as well just save. Save myself. Hi, Jake. I'm right there with you, my friend. Oh, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just it doesn't it doesn't make sense in my brain. Like I, I never understood the whole like you know Michelob light or the whole like we're gonna go for a five mile run and then get together at this bar and drink you know ultra. Oh yeah, there's so much questionable get you know like industry in that's like that's like tobacco company. <laughs> doing cancer research level is that Michelob <laughs> ultra stuff this is totally a workout recovery drink we promise great analogy exactly <laughs> like so i i don't know i i did i had a uh, co-worker who um for health reasons just to be better in general started like the second show in a row where a beer exploded on me. started the year off in 60 days january oh. 1st he did 
he had been a smoker. He did no smoking, yeah, no caffeine, and no alcohol it's for a, sixty days. That was a sober. Sober whole, sixty. Yeah. So a whole bunch of people at work were doing it too. The sober or whatever, whatever, something, something January it rhymed. Where you didn't drink all January. And I'm like, are you nuts? Do you know what job we have? You have to drink to survive. He did it for sixty days. It's insane. Lost weight, felt better. But I will say, I went out to dinner with him on a couple work dinners. He was sucking down non-alcoholic beers, like six, like six in in two hours. It's <laughs> 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 like every ounce of alcohol that you can. Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, dude, does this? If you have six of them, does that still count as? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Triannuary, I think, Let's is see. what Let's you're see. talking Can about. Can you be addicted to non-alcoholic beer like an alcoholic? That's, a, <laughs> that's an interesting question. question. Yeah. Is there like a placebo effect happening? I don't know. It could be. That'd be interesting too. I, I need to look up how they make non-alcoholic beers because I don't know what that process looks like. Right? Have you done a show right on on um, the trending to lower ABV, more sessionable? Is there an episode out there, or have you thought about that angle? Mm, I, you know, I usually mention it kind of in passing. I don't think I've ever done a, a real deep dive on the topic. Really look into, uh, you know, which which styles are are coming into popularity. I tried to I tried to predict. Um, you know, like what was going to be the hit style of the summer? Was it last year or two years ago? I didn't do so well. I was looking for pineapple stuff, uh, <laughs> and you know, it it didn't quite make it there. But yeah, I mean, you know, you especially seasonally, you're seeing just all your dark beers di- almost disappear completely, um, like June, July, August. Because I remember we tried to take a friend out uh, who was up visiting us, uh, you know, hanging out during in like august and we're like he's like i like dark beer I'm like oh okay i know a great place they had one like one half like amber ale porter on tap and then everything else was <laughs> everything else was pale ale kolsch you know blondes stuff like that chad chad will drink a dark beer the 90 100 degrees outside oh yeah i'll drink anything anytime I, i'll drink a colch when it's minus 20 i'll drink a, a heavy stout when it's 90 you've been to central waters brewing oh yeah Love that place amherst uh, wisconsin yep yes uh-huh yeah, one of my favorites that that place has probably my favorite bar setup of any oh, brewery yeah, Wait. not that one yeah. they have some of my favorite prices of any uh yeah yeah <laughs> brewery it, I've ever it been is to. inexpensive to drink there <laughs> Like what are we talking? <clears throat> What's that? What what are we talking? Like two bucks a beer? Like how? Jake, how, Jake's how, gonna drive because it's every every pour is three to probably three to five bucks. Yep. He'll he'll, just, he'll justify it to the wife, like, but it's so cheap. And then you can we're buy money not going. We're losing money not going. You can buy their four packs at the brewery cheaper than you can buy them in the store. Sons of bitches. Well, last summer I was up uh, Traverse City, which is I think that does that count as the UP of Michigan? I don't know. I'm not a Nobody quite a Michiganite, but um, I Nobody found a really uh, small local, fantastic brewery called Hoplot, and they had a great sort of outdoor area. Uh, so sitting there with my family, and they're all drinking. There's there was like a strawberry ale and um, some other I, I forget now fruity. But, some other lighter, you know, sessionable beers, and I go in and I order the one that they sell only like eight ounces. It's like a, you know, a barrel aged out and, and and I'm sitting out there and it's, I mean, we're sweating and, and I'm just loving it. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I know this is, this is not how I used so to be, good. but it was so good. I was like, I can't not come here and not have their best. 
I'm such a seasonal drinker. There was a, I went out to a bar the other night and there was a Maybach on tap and I just like gleefully gulped it down. I was so happy to see a spring springtime ale on tap. It gives you hope. Spring is here. <laughs> yeah, there's still snow on the ground, but damn it, there's Maybach in the bar. So that that's a that's an excellent style if it's done if it's done right. There are some really really good ones. Uh, Capital City Brewing in Madison, they do they do a Maybach that's really good. Actually, they, their family of beers are really kind of based around the Bach style. Um, they all have this kind of toasty flavor to them, and that their their Maybach is excellent. You know what I wanted to try? I forget the German word, but uh, you know it's been going around kind of insta the beer section of Instagram lately. Is that is the hot iron poker in the in the box for about two seconds to give it some smokiness oh yeah drink it. yeah i need to i need to try that this summer or sometime maybe winter i guess yeah it's probably more of a i mean if you if you're talking about seasonal drinking it's probably more of a fall late yeah. fall style you i know, guess i gotta like. wait <laughs> you understand you take a hot iron poker stick it in your beer yes jake your beer and then pull it out and then it's supposed to add smokiness to your beer. Yeah, apparently people say it makes it uh, makes it smokier and gives it a much creamier texture. So you know, just stick your thing places, man. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I stick your that. thing, stick um, your thing places, and make it creamy. Oh god. <laughs> um, maybe we should try that this summer. Put the poker in the fire and put it in the beers. Wow, I've never heard that one. That sounds interesting. Chad, you tried first. What's that? All right. Oh, I'd gonna... try it first. You didn't tell us what you thought of your uh, your sketchbook. I don't remember. You're on to something else right now. Aren't yeah, you? I already moved on to Boddington's. What's uh, what do you think of sketchbook? It was good. I've had it before. Um, it's not the haziest of the hazy. It's not juicy, as they would say. Not very uh, fruity, as like a lot of the the hazy New England IPAs are. Um, a little bit more on the IPA bitter side, but it's a good one. I, I mean, sketchbook. I'm not sure if there's anything sketchbook I've had that I don't like yet so far. So they're good. So, uh, right. We just had our, our uh, Adam here, our uh, captain here just got back from a little, captain. little trip to Texas. Do you, can you get, give us any highlights of your more bad beer laws, Texas beer law episode? Oh man. Oh, I've been, that one was so long ago. Let's see. What were they, what were they trying to do? They were trying to limit, uh, I don't even know if it ended up passing. They were trying to limit breweries to a certain size before an excise tax or something like that. But you know, the gist the gist of all that is is that you know the one historical event you can trace pretty much all bad beer laws to is prohibition. Because after prohibition ended, the federal government basically said, "All right, we're going to start collecting taxes on alcohol." But we're not going to tell you anything else about what you can make, what you can brew. Like we're not going to we're not going to set any guidance there. So it was up to every local, county, city, HOA to decide, you know, what what kind of booze they were going to allow. And so you've got all these crazy like three-tiered distribution models everywhere. Um you've got exceptions in one state that don't apply in another. Um it's really just a ginormous mess and you know part of covering those bad beer laws back then was to just kind of demonstrate the hypocrisy i think one of the big ones was 
when Guinness was trying to build their big facility in Maryland here, their kind of U.S. flagship hub, um, they were really looking for tax exemptions. And then, you know, of course, the lawmakers set all these like ridiculous standards to get tax exceptions. So you got to have like in a brew some number of thousands of barrels a year that only two breweries in the state would ever even touch. So it's like, oh, clearly we're just lobbying for one company here. So like, mm -hmm. you know, that that's mostly what I was trying to point out back then. Um, have I really kept up on it? I guess I guess not really. Um, I've started to look. I do recall I was down there um, at a brewery last summer yeah. and I liked it. And I, I was really hoping to, as I'm accustomed to in Illinois here, uh, hey, what do you guys, or even when I've gone to Michigan, um, and I'm pretty sure Wisconsin, Adam, Chad, but you go to a brewery and it's like. Take a growler? Either a growler or sometimes they have cans or, I mean, I go to Founders, they got bottles. Um, you know, what can I walk out of here Can't with? Can't do that in Texas. And I asked them, I'm like, so. Uh, you know, can I? I really had a, a great beer that Dallas Dan shows called Full Grown Man. You know, I didn't really expect them to have that there. It was like their barrel aged special. I was like, you know, what can we walk out with here? And they're like, can't walk out with anything. Well, why not? Well, here's this card. You know, go uh, go vote support for us. Basically, we don't have a kitchen, so because we don't have a kitchen, you can't actually buy carry out beer here. You can only you know buy beer out of the tap. Yeah. Um, you'll have to go find us at a store to actually, you know, as like, we drink on premises. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell does a kitchen have to do with whether or not I can carry out beer? One of the, one of the weird ones I'm supporting here in Minnesota, we have a local, uh, brew stillery. So they have both a brewery and a still on site and they oh, make great booths, but you know, they can't sell, they can't make any cocktails on site. They can't combine their beers with their cocktails at all just based on Minnesota law. So even though they make everything in-house, you can only buy the bottled booze to take home. They so can't serve you any of their booze. So what if they bottled their booze, gave it to the distributor, and then bought it back? Yeah, maybe. I what don't if know. they drank their beer and then Shut up. pissed it, it into yeah. the distiller? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know... When I saw that about the concert, all I could think of was the start of the movie Waterworld, which is really all I remember from that. Oh, movie. goodness. That movie is terrible. <laughs> all I remember, that night, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, yeah, the I remember, I I wish I could remember the name of the documentary, but I watched a documentary on small brewers trying to make it, basically. It was on Amazon. And they they one of the breweries they had was a small Texas brewery that was right on the, the border of Texas, and I think it was Arizona. And they were ha having such a hard time getting going. And he said that um, he's made a comment that the laws in Texas are so back ass words on my words, not his, that he it would be better for him to go 10 miles down the road into Arizona and brew and sell it back into Texas. And he would make more money Ugh. than brewing in Texas and sell it in Texas. Mm. So it's just, yeah, it's messed up. And it's a, you're right. It's prohibition laws. Just some of those prohibition laws. And some states have just finally, because of the, the grow, growth of craft brews and the associations, are finally getting written out of the books. And, and new things are, you know, states are finally catching on and to this business that's coming up they can make money off of. So. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things I learned in my uh, upcoming video on the history of malt liquor um, is that in many jurisdictions, any beer over 5% ABV is considered a malt liquor legally. 
So, you know, there's there's all these strange kind of leftover legal definitions too. Yeah, you're drinking malt liquor right now, Jake. Again. You're saying <laughs> anything over five ABV is considered malt liquor? Yep, that's right. They consider it, you so know, more than malt liquor, except for the Miller Lite. All right. Well, I will tell you guys. <laughs> I don't remember the name. Uh, well, no, one was I believe Snake Venom. Um, Ryan, you correct me if I'm wrong, but back mm. to really just, I know it's the most recent one, but just a fantastic episode. There's a beer out there that's like 50 ABV. Yeah, something you, crazy. Something that's probably not a beer. <laughs> you can't even drink right. the whole thing. You have to like do it in shots. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want this. <laughs> <laughs> I got a problem. But what would make that a beer? Just the way they brewed it? I, I guess, guess they brewed it. I, I don't, I think. I think what's happening with all these ex- experimentation is, um, and a little bit in the video is like, you know, what is a beer anymore? Yeah. You know, one of the, uh, again, I'm going to preview this malt liquor video, but pre prohibition, beer was really for kind of your upper middle class folks, you know, even just an average lager, because, you know, Every, everybody could transport liquor around, you know, you could easily put a bottle of whiskey on a wagon train and have it last forever or into a rail car. But, you know, then we've got, you know, beer, you know, you got to be kind of local or nearby the, uh, the brewery if you want it good. So a lot of the city socialites would be the ones consuming beer and they'd break out a bottle of beer, you know, at a party with some champagne or anything like that. So you know, it's it's kind of strange um, to uh, to think about that way. That uh, you know, we're so used to like uh, uh, Miller Lite being an everyman drink. Um, oh, that, like uh, all the other beers that are for everyman, Bush, right? Keystone and ugh, just all, but but PBR. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Beer used to be a, a middle upper crust kind of beverage because you used right. to not be able to haul it around. You know, but mm-hmm. wouldn't don't you think some people see craft beers being that way? Nowadays, beer, yeah, but not, not beers. Not I'm just saying, beer. right? Not beer. I, I know, like malt liquor was originally advertised to like 1950s suburbanites coming back from the war, buying new cars, new houses in the suburbs. Like not that demographic was the target of malt liquor. It was they took that pre-prohibition attitude and just brought it back. I believe Ma- is Mad Dog malt liquor? He used to drink Mad Dog quite no. a bit. <laughs> That's not malt liquor, not at all. I don't know what I don't know what Mad Dog is. It was cheap. No, anybody knows what Mad Dog is. It shouldn't be called it liquor. Gives you a terrible headache. I know that. Yeah, probably destroys the inner, inside your stomach too. In my brain. Yeah, that could explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right? Do you feel like? Do you have? I mean, it sounds like you support a lot of uh, local beer and, and I, when i hear that i'm thinking small business i mean do, do you feel like you have a side on on big beer and small beer you know i'm i'm pretty split down the middle so i where i recognize that you know for me i love my local brewery i love what they what they bring to the table and the experimentation and things like that but what i what i've kind of really recognized over the last year or so i think is that everybody's got a different value set, you know? Um, and, and it's not just for me to like 
project my values onto everybody else. I feel like I feel like a lot of people do that online today, especially especially here on YouTube, Reddit, Twitter. You know, everybody everybody's trying to just make the case for their value set, which I get it. Uh, like I said, we're politically we're feeling very divided right now. So you know, it's it's totally within reason to think that people would want to project that same thing with their beer choices, but. I, you know, I don't, I find myself being kind of like the Switzerland uh, between that craft beer, big beer debate. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily go out and buy a lot of Bud Light, hardly ever drink it, maybe at a tailgate. Um, but, you know, I, I, I spend all my dollars with craft, but I don't, I don't blame anybody who does go out and buy big beer. You know, they've got a different value set than me and don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid to create criticize AB and Bev for their shady ass business practices. Uh, but you know, at the same time, I'm not going to blame any, anybody for making a choice on what they want to drink. But at what point does AB and Bev or one of these guys come to you and say, Hey, you know a lot about beer. Why don't you come be a consultant? <laughs> mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I guess I'll have to figure out how to cross that bridge when I come to research it. out there. I guess. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm mm. gonna be honest and say you put enough money in front of me. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Let's, all talk. Right, let's talk. Everybody's got their price, right? Yeah, mine, too right. <laughs> mine is pretty cheap. To be honest with you. So. What What are um, if you can throw them out there, some of your, some of your favorite uh, local breweries in your area? Oh no! Did we lose him? Frozen. That Minnesota internet. Fuck. Nope. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have a have to have a conversation with my ISP, I guess. <laughs> Get those. Or maybe maybe running. the uh, the Google Hangout saw my beer was empty and I gotta open another one. <laughs> so uh, I have Night Rail Porter by Oso Brewing out of Porter Plover, Wisconsin. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. I visited them over the summer for the first time, actually, when I was in uh, the center part of uh, Wisconsin, checking out some lakes. So yeah, I think Adam, I think Adam and I, did we review this one and like early in the podcast or maybe it, I did a familiar. I, it, you may have done a beer review. A short I, I may have done a Friday morning beer review or something with this one. That's but, a good one though. I've had that one. That is a definitely a good one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this actually beer. came to me in a uh, in a beer club. A work colleague got me as part of a you know as a gift for helping them out on a big project. They got me a little beer subscription, and I was kind of surprised to see a brewery that I had been to because you know they said, "Oh, we get craft beers from all over the nation," and then the first box has a <laughs> as a brewery I <laughs> I went to like three months prior, so it was kind of <laughs> weird. That was a good pour there. Good camera work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do my best. I do my best. <laughs> Adam, I think I'm gonna have to get steal a beer from you. We got over there. Yeah, whatever, dude. Oh look. There's some stuff that's out of bounds and you know what those are. So I gotta look at it. for forgiveness, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not when they're right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I've checked that I've checked that beer in twice. The night rain. <clears throat> I gave it uh oh I had it a, a sample at a at a uh, Brewfest, and you know, Brewfests are kind of hard to rate beers, but I had it at home and rated it a four two five. So yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, this you know, I what I really am digging on here. First couple sips is just uh, you know, it's got that subtle malt smokiness that you're kind of looking for in kind of that old school English porter when they used to half burn the malt. So you know, uh, yeah, it tastes good. Crystal and Munich malts. Reviewer, 
You sound like a beer viewer right there. Come on now. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I watch guys. I'm, uh, sorry, I should plug other channels, but I watch guys like Darwin's Beer Reviews out of New York, who just drinks New England IPAs all day. <laughs> and it <laughs> seems like he can, like, tell you any ridiculous off flavor problem yeah. that might be present in a beer. And I'm just not at that level. I just Darwin, can't do it. Darwin is one of those who you watch, you could, you could be drinking the exact same beer with him, you know, and just go, what, what, I don't, what are you talking about? Like he's, he knows this stuff and we've tried to get him on Darwin. Let's, let's work this out, dude. He's yeah, hard, let's do it. He's doing Darwin. <laughs> he's hard to nail down. He's got a busy schedule. So, some of those, you know, we just had um, David Nielsen on, who is a uh, Cicerone certified, and he does um, tasting classes, uh, mostly around Ohio. And some of these guys, it, it amazes me uh, that are some of these guys are so well trained at what they can pick out of these beers. Because I taste them, and I'm just like, I I taste beer. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're tasting. Um, maybe it comes from years of drinking a lot of beer. Chad. Yeah, you know that that's yeah. kind of when I was trying to decide what I wanted to do on YouTube. That was that was a big thing. Like, all right, I, whatever it is, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it damn well. Uh, and I am not on those guys' level. I could I could already tell. And I'm just yeah, like, you found your niche, really. I mean, there's nobody else that I'm aware of on YouTube doing this. And with the um, amount of knowledge you provide, you know, it's I, I love it. I love watching it. Um, a little, cause you know, you always learn something out of it. Uh, and so that's what makes it great. So you definitely find your niche on YouTube. For well, sure. I mean, in your channel, I mean, your, your subscribers reflect, you know, the, the, the fact that people enjoy watching you. I mean, what do you got? 30, 100, 3,200 people. 30, yeah. Subscribing yeah, to you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, you know, of course I'm a, I'm a super big numbers guy. So, uh, you know, I'm always looking around at, at some of the other kind of educational content channels, uh video game content from my younger years things like that so you know it's it's weird to see like how different how big different niches on youtube are beer community is pretty small has a couple of bigger players but other than that um mostly people just kind of expressing their passion really um with other kind of like-minded folks but you know, then you get to some of the more corporate side, some of the video game side, where people are really just hawking product, you know, most of the time or that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been cool to see the growth. Um, I definitely think um, people are responding to that kind of educational knowledge gaining perspective if they're into beer, which I think is why um, why I've I've seen kind of the numbers I've seen. Um, yeah, it's it's been very cool. Jake, Jake just went through my my fridge. What did uh, you What did you pick? Well, I um, on Big Revolution, uh, Chicago Brewery, and I've had a lot of their heroes. I guess called. I thought for sure you had that one. I don't think I've had the Northwest Heroes, so I grabbed that. So I'm going to check and see if I've had that. And then I do like Red Ales, so I saw this Cane uh, and Ebel by Two Brothers um, that you had a six pack of. So I felt better about just taking them. But nice. are you two fisting? No, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just I was having too much fun down there. You know, you don't even. I have way too many beers in that fridge. You got so. a nice. I love that beer fridge. Yeah, I got way. I got so many beers. There. I should um, have been sneaking over here the, while you were gone. Yeah, you should have. The two brothers is good because, like you, it's one of those that has a distillery, 
um, also, but they also not only distillery, they also have um, a coffee bean oh, roastery. <laughs> they want to call it. So they do coffee beans, beer, and distilling. So they're good too. Well, what do you know? I've had it. I knew you'd because I love Revolution. Damn it! <laughs> you know, picked it up. I was like, should we tell Jake? I was like, no, he's had that. Yeah. You guys see that Revolution is putting out uh, like twenty ounce or twenty two ounce bomber cans. No. God bless them. Good. I like yeah. it. You. I like it. Yeah. Did you also I, see they made they cracked the top fifty uh, breweries? By yeah. I saw that last one that you sent us. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think they're forty-five. No, yeah, I want to say they're in their thirties. In the thirties-ish, they were. It's good for them. Yeah, they were growing good. And three floods is right behind them in thirty-six. I think. Yeah, I didn't see founders on there. I think Bell's might have been on there. Yingling's always on it. Yeah, Yingling was on there. How's Yingling always Bell's, on? Bell's I, is number I seven. I still can't get a Yingling in, in Illinois, but they're no. Nope. Who do they pay? Revolution is. I just saw them. Where are they at? Ryan, have you had any Revolution beers? Mm, I can't say I have. No. <laughs> Chad, send him some beer. Ryan, are you hit, hit me up? Are hit you me up on Instagram. Instagram. I'll send you some. All right, let's do it. Can we 38. 38. Ryan, are you on Untapped? Mm. You know what? I am. Let me remember what my mu- username is. Might be an old one. I think it's uh, Podgenic. Oh, it's so hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really should just change it to my channel name, but you know, <laughs> who's got time? <laughs> Somebody's I mean, probably stolen it already. <laughs> they'll, they'll sell it to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of, let me go see if I can get that. <laughs> I just made beer by the numbers, and on, we uh, just we made got a got new it, profile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't figure out how to. Search for new friends on here. I'll I'll send you the logo. You probably drink cooler beers than me anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> it's you don't know Jake very well. <laughs> Lots of Keystone. <laughs> that would be great. I don't think I've had a Keystone. How's that lawsuit going? Anybody know? Oh, the Stone Keystone lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a, that was a fun little Twitter spat. Mostly, yeah. I don't know how the lawsuit's doing. This Twitter's been fun. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter's Twitter is fun. I mean. What's what's his name from Stone? Uh, Greg, uh, Coke Koch Koch. I think it's Coke. I think it's right. C O C H or K O C H. He's a great guy to watch on Twitter. He's he's a lot of fun. Yeah, that that lawsuit will probably take years if it ever even goes through a court. So yeah, be- I think I did a video way way back in the day about. Uh, the battle for various beer trademarks, how, uh, you know, craft brewers had begun not only uh, suing big beer, but suing one another. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Actually, the reason that video came out is because there was a local brewery that right as soon as Dilly Dilly hit the uh, airwaves, they made a Dilly Dilly Pilsner or whatever. Yes, and the Bud Light like crier showed up with a scroll oh, yes. and just, I saw that video. Bud Light paid an actor to come in and read them a cease and desist off a scroll. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. The brewery. That was really great to uh, to see. That was really funny. It's, it's good to see when those big guys that normally don't have any sense of humor whatsoever finally get one. But then the, I believe that happened in Minnesota, and that was the year the Super Bowl was there. That's yeah. right. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they offer them tickets? He's in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did offer them uh, like box seats or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I think they raffled them off and yeah, because they, they only had yeah. two and they didn't want to. So they raffled them off and gave the proceeds to charity. Or they did something good with it. Um, but yeah, yeah that, you know, the whole thing was good because, you know, I, like I said, I'm a little bit a little bit Switzerland when it comes to the big beer craft beer debate. And I thought the whole thing was just funny and everybody did the right thing. So <laughs> I don't think you're Switzerland. <laughs> no. no, you don't think so? <laughs> I think I think you're um, you didn't you didn't get in the fight, but you still have an opinion because I you know I tend to side with the craft beer, but I do have Miller Lite in my fridge. So do you have a big beer in your fridge? Not right now, actually. No, I don't. But uh, you know, I show up to a tailgate. My buddy's got Coors Light ra- laying around. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll take a silver bullet or two. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a bullet for the team. You have. You have no problem with rice syrup or corn syrup, do you? Yeah. Yeah. you no, know, they all ferment out the same. Right, they all taste the same as one at this point. I didn't even bother to do a video on that. I didn't even want to like insert myself oh my into that whole fiasco. That was. <laughs> that was crazy. That was too much fun to watch. Really, it was just you know the way obviously it went down, and then I. Almost instantly grabbed my phone and went to Twitter to see what was going on on beer Twitter after that commercial. And- you know, the weirdest part was the corn lobby coming yes. up into yeah, there. And was like, the no, thing. there's nothing wrong with corn that syrup. And then, and then you have all, the, uh, all, all the, the farmers. All the, the farmers. farmers. I'm never drinking that again. That was a miscalculation by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, we created a lot of attention. We just <laughs> lost the whole rust belt. <laughs> right. There goes Iowa. Yeah. Um, have you had it, Ryan? Have you ever had any? Uh, have you ever ruffled anybody's feathers with any of your videos? Any blowback? Any, any you know, anybody that was upset and maybe expressed that to you? You know, um, I made a great video. Um, because I was looking, I was looking at my channel analytics because I'm a numbers nerd. I want to know, I want to know everything about my audience that I can. Did, did your um, KKK beer upset the KKK? <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did uh, mention that one one time, but uh, you know, I saw like the number three or four channel I was getting views from was from India, and I was like, "What in the world is going on with the beer scene in India?" And there is there's one kind of beer brand that is super on the rise with India's rising middle class, and it's called Beer Ninety One. Uh, this particular brand, I kind of presented as a craft brand even though it was more of like a contract brew kind of operation. Sure. A lot of people didn't really enjoy that very much. Um, They were, some folks were pretty critical as to like, Hey man, this isn't true craft, whatever their definition of craft was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even though, you know, Sam Adams got their start doing contract brews Mm -hmm. and they're one of the craft beer pioneers. So they were all Boston lager was all contract for a long time. Um, so regardless of whether or not you think they're craft today, they used to be. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, you know, that one drew some criticism and then there's, you know, just general YouTube trolling. I don't like your voice, man. You know, just whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, but you know, uh, old quote, you gotta be hated to be loved, that kind of thing. So I, I take it all with a grain of salt. I don't mind. Thanks for stopping by commenting and giving me a view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Now, do you homebrew at all? I do do some homebrewing. Um, you know, again, when I was looking for a niche, I saw there were a lot of great homebrewers, but 
I lived in like a one bedroom apartment at the time. These guys had garages full of beer equipment that were bigger than my apartment. So I was like, oh, that's going to be another niche. That's going to be a struggle. Uh, you know, I'll brew you a great extract kit beer. I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll nail that for you. I'll, I'll do a good job on that. You know, I just recently, and I haven't actually reviewed it on my channel yet, which is kind of a shame, but my fiance and I brewed a beer that was, I finally went out on a limb and started altering recipes. And we brewed a coffee cream ale that was inspired by the fancy Starbucks coffee cream ale cold foam cold brew thing and it was like salt and I added some salt and some flaked oats and some other stuff to the brew and tried to tried to make it it came out all right i need to add a little lactose sugar next time but i i, I thought it was pretty good yeah was this based on a recipe or were you just experimenting you know i took a i took a kit recipe added some extra flaked oats for a little extra little little bit more texture a little bit more body and then added some salt Kind of like you would with a with a Goza or a Berliner. Uh, well, no Goza. Berliners don't do that, do they? I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so I added a little salt in there because that Starbucks drinks drink has a little bit of sea salt on top to be fancy. Um, yeah, and kind of tried to recreate this this Starbucks drink in a beer. Um, it came out pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Homebrew is fun. It is fun. It is fun. Um, good to experiment with. Um, I'm not super hardcore into it yet because I don't have a keg yet. But once I get that, uh, I think it's pretty much game over from there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't have a refrigerator yet. That's one thing I really need to get. So we end up bottling everything. Yeah, we want to. We want to get a little like a mini barrel and do or or some some uh, bourbon barrel chips or something and do yeah. a, do a little uh, barrel aging experiment. Yeah, bottling is the uh, is a pain in the ass. By the way, if you're looking for something that's a little bit different from homebrew content, you should look up uh, Australian and New Zealand distillers because it's not illegal there to do home distilling. So oh, there's okay. a, there's a lot of great uh, great stuff on that if you're interested in uh, in liquor. I'm I'm very interested in distilling. I've don't 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 do it, Chad. I really want to though. You know, next to the boat, there's gonna be a big. Still pot in there, maybe a distill a still pot on the boat. So the tub he's doing Ooh, stop, his boat. Stop yourself. We're gonna <laughs> still pot on the boat. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you remember when we went to? Uh, I don't know if they're still open, but when uh, maybe I shouldn't say the name, but we went to that there's, distillery. They're still open, but the owner died. Yeah. <laughs> we went to a small distillery a few years ago here in Lake Zurich, and uh, we were talking. Oh, you got to the them. really big. Yes. Okay. We're not talking about that now. I got like a 64 ounce flask. I think I'm in so much trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to buy time. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, long story short, they told us that they, I, I don't remember how they were able to acquire it. It was a friend of a friend or something. Well, yeah, the neighbor started doing it in their garage, right? But yeah, they were illegally distiller, distilling in their garage with a, a very, like a 50 year old or 30, you know, a, a very old piece of machinery that they were able to get their hands on distillery. I, I don't remember the terminology yeah. for the for the apparatus. Is that still is that illegal in the U.S.? Home distill is that a state law? As far as I know, yes. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of home brew websites where you'd get home brew materials that you can buy a still. Just saying. Well, uh, we can do it. 
just saying. So what is that? It's not illegal to sell. It's just illegal to, <laughs> to <steal>. buy. <laughs> you can have the still in your house. You just can't use it. Use it as a planter. That's where you gotta use it as a planter or something. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. As far as I know, the only thing that got legalized was uh, home brewing by uh, good old Jimmy Carter. Jimmy so Carter. if you need a favorite president, that that's an okay one to pick. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna use that. Thank well, you. there's a lot of. Uh, previous presidents that I would choose to love over what we currently have, but oh boy, here we go. Oh, and and on that note, <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan, we don't want to monopolize your evening here. So, um, is there? Uh, I mean, your channel is super successful. Um, you know, your videos are great. Is there anything else you want to want to say or promote about your your channel? Uh, no, just head on over to uh, Beer by the Numbers on YouTube. Uh, you know, grab if you're, you know, beer science, beer history, anything like that. You know, you just want to learn more about uh, that beverage that you love. You know, that's uh, that's the place to find it. I, I just I, I'm a guy who just loves uh, loves sitting around talking about beer. And that's uh, that's what I love doing. So uh, I get I get way too into it. So and, and I need more people to watch and more comments because my friends are tired of hearing about it. So <laughs> I, uh, I can't keep explaining the same things to them. <laughs> well, you do you do a great job. I mean, your narration is great. You got, you've got this kind of uh, you know, it's like kind of easy listening voice. So your your videos are are easy to watch. So, so that comment right. about your voice didn't come from Chad. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> came from Chad, but not Chad. Right? I like your cadence. I, I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you don't like your voice. Yeah, you know, there's there's it's, quite a few different people take inspiration from. You know, part of part of uh, why how I found my niche was just saying. All right, you know, game theory does what uh, you know applies weird science and history to video games. Maybe I can do the same thing to beer, mm-hmm. you know. So that was yeah. that was one of my big inspirations too. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a it's been a fun ride. Yeah, I love it. I love talking about beer all the time. Well, you've got some new fans here, and we'll definitely yeah. spread the word. And uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Feel free to come back anytime and talk beer with us because we definitely like to talk about it too. So, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Ryan. Uh, fascinating conversation. And uh, yeah, come back. Like you said, your brother numbers on YouTube. Check it out. Thanks, Ryan.